Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today.
you know, and so these guys were going at it a little bit, and, and then so they both fought, and the one guy that we thought was the biggest guy, or the, the toughest guy, at the end of the fight, started pulling all, out all of his hockey equipment from under his clothes, like he had pads on his thighs, and he, and he wore a jog, and he pulled out the jog, and he had like, I was like, bro, you weren't even that confident, you're in this fight, and then after this fight, produced a whole bunch of other fights, and then there were some smaller people who wanted to get into some fights, and there was just one scrappy guy, he wasn't that tall, I think he always got picked on, so he was ready to fight, and then so he got into a fight, and he broke his hand, and then all the fights were over, nobody cared anymore, you can actually get hurt in a fight. And like I said, when I was playing hockey, I kind of got into a couple skirmishes. And when somebody, you know, goes at you a little bit, you want to you really just you feel it. It rises up on you. You just, you just want to fight back. And I know that, uh, you know, growing up, I've always liked to watch war movies. And one of the things, always watching a war movie, and it's, it is depicting a real battle, the, the first thing you, you're, you should think when you watch a war movie is like, thank God I didn't have to live during this time, and then you're so grateful, but then you also think, man, these were real people. These were real people in a real battle, in a real fight, and in a real struggle, and it can be, you know, and it can affect us many different ways. Now, do you know that you're in a fight right now? Like, no, I'm good. I'm not in a fight. We're all good. We're in a peaceful nation. No, you're in a fight. The scripture says that you have an enemy of your soul. And the, the fight that we're in, we are in this spiritual battle. The battle is not, we're not facing people as we're going to be reading about this morning. That you are actually in a fight right now. And the worst thing for you to think is, I'm not in a fight. Because you need to know that, be aware that you're in a fight. One of my Bible school instructors, he said it like this, and it was, it was always, um, we, we, we talk about the will of God, and we should in the context of church and, and spiritual life. But he said it like this, you know, if you have decided to follow Jesus, you have missed the enemy's perfect will for your life. And that should be a good thing. We should never want to do the enemy's will for our life. We should never want to do what the devil would have us to do. And so he said, if you if you said yes to Jesus, man, you have missed out on the enemy's perfect will for your life. But then after that, the next thing he wants you to do is nothing. The next thing he wants you to do is have your life be useless. The next thing he wants you to do is just sort of wait for heaven. Well, you know, I've made this choice. I'm following Jesus, and I'm, I'm, now I know my eternity is secure. And then he just wants to take you out of the fight. See, this is what happens to us if we think about the enemy's deception. Before we get saved, the enemy will tell us, you know, you don't need Jesus. You don't need that religion stuff. It's all an old, antiquated idea anyway. You don't need this. You don't need that. And finally, when you do make a decision for Christ, the enemy will come and say, you are the worst sort of Christian out there. You've made this mistake, and you call yourself a Christian, and he's always coming in opposition to our soul. He's always coming and lying to us. And this is the power that the enemy would have. He, he just can't kill you. But the enemy has the power to deceive us, and that's what we see in the Scripture. He is revealed as the accuser, the deceiver. And he's subtle, the scripture says. He doesn't wear red face paint like in recent videos. He, he's not out there in these very explicit ways for us. Oh my gosh, that's the devil. 
No, he's subtle. He's lying to us. And he's trying to get us to believe wrong things. And he's trying to get us to think wrong ways. And there is a battle for our thoughts. See, the enemy just wants us to be distracted with so many different things other than doing the will of God for our lives, other than uh, serving Christ fully, other than uh, loving God and loving people. He just wants our lives to be wasted. You know, the, there's so many ways that the enemy is trying to deceive us, and the first one is our identity. There's a lot in the world today about identity. And the reason is the best identity for us to grab hold to is that we're a son and daughter of God. And then the enemy is fighting identity. If you don't know, you've been living under a rock. It's a, it's a big battle right now. It's a cosmic battle for identity. But the best identity for us to know is that we have an identity in Christ, our focus. The enemy is fighting your focus. Anybody, uh, it, depending on how much you scroll on your phone, you realize that perhaps your uh, attention span has gotten less and less. And once again, you know, the enemy doesn't care if we just scroll and scroll and scroll as long as we don't love God, as long as we don't love people. It's just like, who, who cares? He'll just get us distracted any way that our focus would be off those things. The enemy wants us to get away from our families, wants us to hate our families to get distracted as it relates to relationship. And then he wants to misdirect our passion. Once again, loving God, loving people, get us away from anything but those two things. Loving other stuff. Loving things, loving ideas, fighting over a bunch of things. It's like he doesn't care. He doesn't care what we get distracted about. And the first point of the message today, if you don't think you're in the fight, I want you to get in the fight. I want you to realize you are in a battle. So is everybody ready to get in the fight in this series? All right, so we're going we're gonna to take our fight positions. Are you ready? Everybody get your, your fists together. One came to church this morning, came through the rain. We're going to get ready. We're going to get your two fists ready. And we're going to get a good boxing position. You ready? Here we go. Everybody ready? All right, we're getting battle ready. Now, as we are getting our fists ready, I never want you to punch anybody, okay? That's not the point <laughs> of what I'm saying, because people are not our problem. People are not our enemy. But when we take a good battle stance, once again, as you know, if you, if you like boxing at all or MMA, it's like the, there's a stance that um, fighters take, and partly this is a defensive stance. We're getting ready for the fight. I don't want to necessarily have to throw blows, but I'm getting ready. I'm defending myself. I, I'm blocking something that's coming my way. I'm realizing I need to get ready for the fight. And there's a good thing about the fight that we are in is that Jesus has already won the fight. So as we start this fight, this is a really good thing to think about, a really important thing. It's like, oh my gosh, i gotta, I got to defeat the devil. No, he's already been defeated. Jesus has already done the work. This is what we celebrated last week at Easter, the whole week, and the, uh, Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday that we are fighting from this place of victory. What Jesus has won on the cross, we get to then walk in it. We are fighting from a place of victory. Jesus has, a, has won the fight. The Holy Spirit is helping me in the fight. I'm not fighting alone. And the fight is a fight of perseverance. In other words, I'm not going to quit. 
See, the enemy wants to get you to quit. All of the things that the enemy brings our way, all of those things are designed to get us to quit, to get us to quit. But we are going to persevere in the battle. We are not going to quit. And listen, we're going to talk about this more in detail later in the series. But there's a battle for my mind, and there's a battle in my mind. There's a battle for my mind, in other words, what I think about. And then there's a battle in my mind. What am I choosing to think about? Really important things. And then here's the other thing about this fight. Man, I have God's grace. I have God's ability. I'm not just depending on my strength. And this is what we're talking about. Even though we took a physical stance, it's not a physical fight. I have God's grace for this fight. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 says this. Fight the good fight of faith. The Apostle Paul writing to a young pastor. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about to which you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. Now, what is the fight of faith? It's not that we're fighting God, but it is the fight to remain in faith, to live a life from a position of faith in God, trust in God. Because there's going to be a bunch of things that the enemy brings our way, circumstances and stuff and thoughts, that he is wanting us to put our trust in those things or have our focus on those things or have our identity skewed by those things. He doesn't care as long as we're not focusing on God, as long as we're not putting our faith in God, as long as we're not putting our trust in God. The enemy doesn't care what we give our time and attention to. But the fight is the fight to remain in faith. Fight the good fight of faith. See, the strategy, this is the strategy of the enemy, to get me away from faith in God. And I have to fight to stay there. I have to fight to stay there in gospel-centered living. This identity that simultaneously humbles me and then lifts me up, realizing that I, I have no hope without God. But then God has given me hope, and then I am his son, and I'm his daughter, gospel-centered living God. The enemy wants us to get away from those things. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Now here is a battle. An anxious heart anxious mind. This is a lifelong battle that you will be in. But if you don't think you're in a battle against fear, what are you going to do? You're just going to lay down in the middle of the ring and give up. Because here's the reality for life, friends, 52 years, 50, not 52, don't give that year away. I'm only 51. You're going to have to face fear all of the time. But here the scripture tells us, what am I doing with my anxieties? I'm casting them on him. There's going to be a battle in your mind, anxiousness, nervousness about the future, unknown future. Because in one sense, we don't exactly know what's coming up in the future. 
And we've lived an unprecedented year where we feel like we've lost control of our lives for so many different reasons. And the enemy loves it. That we're anxious every day. What are we, what are we gonna? We're gonna watch the news, and the news is gonna tell us something, and then I'm gonna have an anxious heart, and then I'm gonna watch the news again, and then I'm gonna have an anxious heart. See, the enemy doesn't care as long as we're not focusing on loving him and loving people. He doesn't care that we're distracted. He doesn't care that we just fight all of these fights online with each other, thinking that people are the problem doesn't care. But here is the fight, the first thing that we need to be aware of in this lifelong battle, that we're going to have anxious thoughts. That we're we're, we're going to have some uncertainty about the future. But then, how do we win this battle? And it's going to be a daily battle. I'm going to cast all my anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for me. This is how we win the battle, the daily battle, the weekly battle, the yearly battle of an anxious heart, an anxious mind. What am I going to do? I know that God is in the ring with me, and I can face down my fears. I'm going to go right to the center of the ring. I don't have to sit, or I don't have to lay down. That I can actually win this fight of an anxious heart. Why? Because I can cast all of my cares on him because he cares for me. Listen, verse 8. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary. You have an adversary. You have somebody who is against your soul. Once again, the worst thing to think about is that you're not in a fight. You're in a fight. We're in a fight. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. Seeking someone to devour. You ever watch those nature videos where those, you know, the enemies, not the enemy, animals are going after like a a herd of, of other animals and then they pick the most susceptible one. The young one or the sick one. See, we need to be aware that we have an adversary. We, ha- we need to be aware that someone is coming for our thoughts, that the enemy is coming for our thoughts. Because he's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. And I don't know about you, but I'm not volunteering for that position. I don't want to volunteer to be the one to get devoured. I want to know that I'm in a battle. And I want to know the good news is I'm in a battle that Jesus has already won for me. So I don't have to live with an anxious heart. But I need to be aware. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Can you see what's going on in the world? Can you see the tactics of the enemy? I don't want to be one of the ones that's taken out. But listen, verse 9. Resist him firm in your faith. Resist. Firm in your faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Faith in God. Trust in God. Not trust in yourself. Not trust in your own power. You don't have any power 
accept the power God gives you. But then it says resist. I need to be sober-minded. I need to be watchful. I need to be aware of what's happening in this present time because there's a lot that the enemy is stirring up in this present time. What are we supposed to do? Lay down in the middle of the ring? You say, man, that's a really hard battle. Because this is a really hard battle out there in culture right now, my friends. It's a really hard one. The scripture says, resist. Going to the center of the ring, I'm like, let's go. That needs, to be, uh, that needs to be our mindset for the battle that we are living in. We are ready for the fight. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Jesus has won the victory, so I can resist. Not giving up. The fight, the, the fight is a fight of perseverance. It's a lifelong battle. Are we watching what's going on? There's a lot of good things to talk about in your city groups from this message. <laughs> Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. So the things that you're suffering, the people face. People are going through all of the same stuff. Verse 10, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory will himself restore, confirm, and strengthen, and establish you. There's a fight. There's a fight of suffering. But what, what's happening? You're going to be suffering, but man, God is strengthening us in the middle of the battle. He's confirming us. He's restoring us. I might have taken some blows. I might have suffered through some stuff. But then I went back to the corner, and the Holy Spirit filled me up again, and I'm ready for round two. Let's go. Let's get in the fight. We're in a fight. Let's not lay down. The fight of faith, maintaining our place of trust in God. Second part of this message, second point is to fight wisely. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 says this, Behold, I'm sending you out, that's you and me, as sheep in the midst of wolves. So, be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Both things. Not, not just wise and not just innocent, but both and. That's a great combination. I'm sending you out. He's sending us out in the midst of a difficult place, in the midst of opposition. He's got some tactics for us. I don't know if you've ever watched any fighting. Um, specifically, there's a sport called MMA, mixed martial arts. And what happens in this sport is that people who have different disciplines of fighting fight each other. And what can happen is a certain discipline can beat another discipline. And when you think about a fight, what's so important in a fight is the tactics. Because you could have somebody who's super big and they're a brawler, but then someone a little bit smaller that if they have the right strategy, they can win. You can have a really big guy who's coming in who's swinging like this, waving his arms, and you can have a smaller guy who's like, oh, oh, bam. And that's who we need to be. We need to fight with strategy, with the best strategy, not wasting our energy physically or wasting our mental energy or wasting our time with fear and anxiousness. 
but be strategic with what God has for us, that we would be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. We need to be ready. I like this quote. It says, if we sweat more in preparation, we will bleed less in battle. The more we prepare, we know what's going on. Am I watchful? Am am I being sober-minded? Do I know what's going on? Do I know what's coming my way? So I want to be prepared for the fight. Luke chapter 10, verse 19 says this, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. This is Jesus talking to his 70 disciples. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now, serpents and scorpions, Jesus is not talking about physical enemies. He's not talking about snakes and actual scorpions. But these are a representation of the enemy, that he's cunning, that he's an accuser, that he's a deceiver, that he's lying in wait for you, like a snake would do. We need to know that that's happening, because it's happening. And specifically, the enemy is lying in wait for our kids. A lot of deception out there for our kids, parents. You are their number one pastor. There's a lot of thoughts out there in culture that your kids don't need to be thinking. You need to have a lot of discussions, even in the midst of, okay, dad, whatever. Don't ignore it and talk anyway. Because they need to hear what you have to say over than what the enemy is saying in culture. The enemy is lying in wait for our kids. And I'm not being an alarmist. It's just the truth out there. Be sober. Be watchful. Jesus said we have authority over these things. Authority means delegated influence, delegated power. God has empowered us by his spirit to fight this battle. Let's not lay down in the middle of the ring. And then the last point of the message today is prayer for the win. Prayer for the win. This is us, once again, between rounds of the battle. I'm going back to my corner. And I'm going to spend time in the presence of God so that I can be ready for round two. And then round three. And then round four. And then round whatever in my life. I'm going back and I'm going to pray and spend time in God's presence. Prayer for the win. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. says this, finally... Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. See, we, we, this, we have the battle right now. We can look back and see the battle in the 90s or the 80s or the 70s or the 60s and be like, we can be so well-versed in previous battles, but there's a battle going on right now. Our thoughts and our minds and our hearts and our attention and our focus. 
What, what is the battle being waged right now? This present darkness. Every time in the church has a present darkness that they are dealing with. And once again, it's not people. People are not your enemy. People are not your enemy. Are you out there this morning? People are not your enemy. Man, we can love people, and we can love people we disagree with. And we need to disagree with people, but we need to love them. This is the challenge. This is us being tactical. we got to figure out how to do it. we got to figure out how to do it really well. Because there's a lot of stuff for us to disagree with. But if we're a brawler, no one's going to listen to us. But if we're tactical, can't beat that jab. If we're tactical, the wise as serpents, harmless as doves, we can win this battle in this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Verse 13, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, to stand firm. Stand therefore. we got to take a stand. Having fastened on the belt of truth. Truth. The word of God is truth. truth as it relates to reality. And there is an all-out war on truth. It's just all-out war. It's a cosmic battle, and I'm not joking. That's on the truth. And so all of these things, all of these things that we're going to read, they all are true. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness... God's righteousness, not my own earned righteousness. God's righteousness, that is true. And as your shoes uh, for your feet, having put on readiness for given by the gospel of peace, peace with God, that I can live in peace in the midst of tumultuous times, that is true. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. What are those flaming darts that are coming our way? Fear is coming our way. Hopelessness is coming our way. Struggle is coming our way. Disappointment is coming our way. All of these things are tactics of the enemy to get you to focus on all of these things except loving God and loving people. Doesn't care. Doesn't care what you're doing. If all of your attention is given to hopelessness, he doesn't care. Anything but focusing on God. You can extinguish all of the flaming darts of the evil one. Man, faith in God, trust in God. That's why the fight is a fight of faith. Verse 17, and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God, the ways of God, the thoughts of God. See, the Word of God is containing words, are thought containers. God has truth for us how to live our lives, how lives should be lived. 
And there is a war on words right now. There is a war about words and on words. So what do we need to be well-versed in? The truth of the Word of God. Jesus came that we would have life, not that we would have religion, that we would have life, that that God would be teaching us about life. So the words that I would say are, I'm not a brawler. I'm like, bam, bam. It's true. I've got to fight with accuracy. I have to know the ways of God. I have to know the word of God. Why? Because it's a, it's a sword for us. Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. I ask humbly that you would pray that for me. For which I'm an ambassador in chains, that I might declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Verse 18, praying at all times. Praying at all times. This is how we win the battle. Praying at all times. Keep alert with all perseverance. You know, the best part about prayer is we get to spend time with God. He listens to us. He is with us. He loves us. He helps us. A couple more verses here. Psalm 27, verse 1 says this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I love it. See, the psalmist, what's so great about the psalms is just, it's just real life. It's just real life struggle. And then the psalmist is being like, oh, I, I realize I'm getting off track with some of my focus. I need to bring myself back. I need to, there's, there's a fight for my focus right now. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? That's a great question to ask yourself. Why am I afraid? See, the enemy, when we think about fear, it's, it's fear, it's shadows, it's something that might be. But that actually isn't that I'm using my imagination for this negative thing that might happen. What is the psalmist saying? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. Though an army encamp against me, My heart shall not fear, though war rise against me, yet I will be confident. The one thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to acquire in his temple. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on the level path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries or false witnesses have given, have risen against me. They breathe out violence. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Last verse this morning, Isaiah 40 verse 30 says, even you shall faint and be weary. Why? Because there's a fight going. 
specifically think about what our, what our young people have had to endure this past year. Even the young people, what are they going to do? They're going to faint and be weary. This is a hard, this year that we've gone through, think about how hard this is for teenagers or 10-year-olds or younger than that. It's been hard for 51-year-olds. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings with eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, God wants us to renew our strength. He wants us to renew our strength because there is a battle today and there's a battle coming. Wait for the Lord. Wait on the Lord. I've said this before in our in our prayer and worship nights. This word wait is such an interesting word. It, it has to do with being intertwined. Intertwined with God. Now, when we think of wait, we just think, okay, God, I'm waiting for you to do something. But waiting for the Lord and, and waiting in His presence means taking your, yourself and your limited strength and intertwining it with the strength of God. That I'm waiting in His presence. Thank you, Lord, for you. 
whatever battle they have faced this past week or this past year. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.